Allah for leading us in those selections. Thank you for having the courage, first of all, to come out to believe and trust in God enough to know that he will provide, he will protect, and he will always make a way. Out in California, I was reading an article about they have some legislation they're pushing to, and uh, trying to mandate that the congregations out there can't even sing and worship. You know, folks, I believe the virus is real. I believe it's serious. But I believe the devil has a way of getting into everything. Amen. 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 I believe the devil has a way of getting into anything. He has gotten into the, the minds of some people. They're afraid to come to the assembly. Now the devil is working to say, you know what? Even if you go, don't sing. Well, folks, come on now. One of the requirements of part of worship is singing. So think about the devil. He's always working to try to manipulate and to bring disruption, chaos, and confusion. Now, what would the purpose of assembling together in church be without singing? If the Bible commands singing and we don't sing, what's the purpose of even coming together to worship? If you don't do it all, you may, well, you may as well not do it at all. So we need to pray. We need to be prayerful. We need to always be praying. Pray without ceasing. I believe that scripture there has more meaning to people now than it has ever had in their lives. Pray without ceasing. Amen? Because you know what? We are in a battle. We are in warfare, a spiritual battle, spiritual warfare. And folks, if you don't man up and if you don't get your faith built up, you're going to lose. You're going to be a casualty. You are not going to make it to heaven. That's, that's the goal, folks. That's the ultimate goal, heaven. That's the goal. So listen to what Paul says here in Ephesians chapter 6. Begin in verse 10, as Brother Kyrie read it to your hearing. Finally, brethren, all this stuff that I've covered and taught you in the previous chapters and all of this good information that I've charged you with and everything, he's bringing this thing to a close. I said, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord. Not in yourself, not in your own wisdom. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Folks, that's where our strength is. Our strength is not leaning to our own understanding. Our strength is not trying to figure out and calculate what man say and what man do. Our strength, our might is in the Lord. He goes on to say, verse 11, put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Boy, that even sounds dangerous. Stand against the wiles of the devil. You know, whenever I hear that word wiles, I think about something deadly. Something, something that'll cut you up, cut you down, put you down. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. This world is in our home. Amen. We're what? We're just a passing through. My treasures are laid up where? 
somewhere beyond the blue. Amen. Some of you still remember that song. Against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Don't think this is some joke that we're living. We are in warfare. And there are principalities, there are wickedness in this world that don't care about you. Amen. It goes on to say, wherefore, take unto, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the evil day, and having done all to do what? Amen. Having done all to do what? Stand. So what does that tell us, folks? The victory is ours. God provides in the might of the Lord, through his might, through his will, we stand in the end. We don't lay down like some punks, like some rooty poops. We stand in the end because we're victorious in Christ. But guess what? You got to put on the whole armor. You got to have the, the right armor on in order to be able to stand the wiles of the devil. Stand therefore having your loins girt about with the truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. Boy, that's a holy outfit, ain't it? Huh? That's a holy outfit. Boy, we could just get folks to dress like that. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery dots of the wicked. What does that tell you, church? Folks are going to shoot at you. I'm not talking about literally with guns, right? I'm talking about with lies, assassination of your character. They're going to they're gonna do things to try to bring shame and slander your name and reputation. But you know what? You'll be able to quench all the fiery dots of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying. Always. Praying how often? Just at bedtime. Huh? Praying how often? Always. With all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And watching thereunto to with all perseverance. You got to hang in there, folks. And supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me. That I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. For which I am an ambassador in bonds. That therein I may speak boldly. As I ought to speak. Amen. Amen. With that saying. With that text read. This morning we want to talk about the importance of PPE. PPE. I didn't say OPP. I ain't talking about naughty by nature this morning. I hate to disappoint you. Now some of you probably wonder who naughty by nature is. If you don't know don't worry about it. And don't even Google it. Amen. PPE. It's an acronym that. You likely heard a lot in the past few months, particularly in terms of shortages for medical professionals. It stands for personal protective equipment. And it's one crucial way 
to both stop the spread of the COVID-19 and keep the healthcare workers, the doctors, nurses, other caregivers. And you know what? I always like to include the environmental folks, the folks who clean up the hospitals. Amen. They're often overlooked. They're often overlooked, but where would the hospitals be without them? I just want to throw that in there. Remember them also, okay? Somebody got to pull the trash. Currently on the pandemic's frontline safe. PPE, not OPP, okay? So don't leave here till our brother may preach about OPP. I'm talking about personal protective equipment. Why is that so important? Because you need something to shield yourself from the virus, from really what is called a uh, biological warfare that we're in. And the, the thing about it, you can't see it. You can't see it. So you need somehow, some way to protect yourself. And this personal protective equipment provides a, a, a wall between what you can't see, but you know it's out there, but you can't see it. So it pro provides protection, shields, masks, and uh, robe gowns and goggles and all these types of things. This is, this is PPE. This is PPE. This is what the healthcare and people have to wear and fighting in this biological warfare, in this battle against COVID-19 and other diseases out there in the world. Don't just get hooked up on COVID-19. There are other diseases and viruses and bacteria out there. So even though all you hearing about everybody dying from COVID-19, everybody ain't just dying from COVID-19, okay? But this is just a sample of what that equipment looked like and why it's so important because you in warfare against this stuff. Man, I pray for the folks, especially the members here that work in the healthcare. Brother Jeff, you're always in my prayer, man. I think about Brother Jeff. I talk to other members. We be talking about, man, keep Jeff lifted up in prayer. Sister Georgia and others in the health care. Brother Foster texted me uh, late last night, said that uh, keep him in prayer. He said believe he was exposed to uh, someone with the virus. So he got to be tested and see how that turns out. And uh, as part of his job, he got exposed to someone uh, being positive with COVID-19. So we need to pray for folks in particularly who work in this healthcare field. Sister Shaniqua, pray for her all the time. Amen. Working in, uh, you know, the, around the nursing home patients. And man, we know that is a hotbed. That is a hotbed. But you know what? God's been blessing her. God has been blessing her. And you know what? I believe it's the prayers of the righteous. And you know what? I think the other blessing is she's there. She's always keeping a check on our sister Leslie for us. We can't go in to see her, you know, or anything. But God always works it out where he provides a way. She's there. She could look in on Sister Leslie to see how she's doing and everything and keep us updated and everything. Man, don't tell me God can't work things out. Just because you ain't smart enough to know how you're going to do it, that don't make God dumb. 
Man, just keep trusting God. How about that? And let's continue to pray. Not just for the health care uh, worker and medical folks here, but throughout our land and country. Let us continue to pray. Amen. Amen. This is uh, the chart just shows where this COVID-19 broke out all across the world. See, that's the most powerful thing about this uh, virus. It didn't just shut the United States down. Man, I never dreamed I would live to see in my lifetime. I've seen stuff on Sci-Fi Channel. I've seen stuff in movies where the world came to a, a halt. You know, that's an old movie, The Day the World Stood Still. You know, there was no dying, no nothing, just nobody died. There were house fires, shooting, but nobody died. The day the world, the day the world stood still. Man, look, this virus shut the whole world down. That's some powerful stuff. It shut the whole world down. That's what we're dealing with in the biological sense, in, in the physical sense of this virus. So I'm not saying all of this to scare you because guess what? We serve a God who's bigger than this virus. We serve a God who's far greater than this virus. I'm not saying this to scare you off and to tell you don't come to worship. No, God isn't going to command something for us to do for us not to do it. It's up to us to be faithful enough and smart enough and wise enough to figure out how to do it. That's why we need to keep on assembling. That's why we need to encourage folks. Man, you got to build your faith up because this warfare isn't going to get any easier. So you look at that. It's a world problem that we have with this virus. Not just a problem in Georgia. Not just a problem in the United States. It's a world problem. Right? But you know what? Protected clothing saves lives only if they are worn. You can have all of the goggles and the masks and the shields and all that stuff. But if you don't wear the stuff properly, you know what? It serves no purpose. It serves no purpose. You can't go in with just a gown on and you don't wear a mask or any goggles and expose yourself. What's the purpose? You defeat the purpose. You got to wear it appropriately you got to wear it for it to provide the service it was designed to provide right more important protected clothing we need to make sure we wear appropriately let me read that again more important protected clothing we need to make sure we wear appropriately is the whole armor of god amen because you know what this whole armor right here we're talking about not only will assist us and prov uh, provide protection for us in this life, but oh, buddy, it prepares us for the next. It has a far lingering effect than what a mask and a gown and a shield will provide us in this life. That whole armor of God, there it is. That whole armor of God. Let's run through this right quick. And I want you to do something for me while we go through this. I want you to check yourself to see if you dress right today. Huh? Not physically. Spiritually. 
I want you to examine yourself to see if you're dressed right. And if you see where you left yourself vulnerable and you're open to something, man, get it right. Get it right. God isn't going to tell us to do something without providing the information for us how to do it and how to get it right. Ephesians 6, 10, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, we're talking about putting on that whole armor. The shield of faith. The shield of faith. Faith is being sure that God will keep his promises. Faith, is, faith in God protects you when you are tempted to doubt. What is the definition of faith? The substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things what? Not seen. So even if you don't understand, you can't see it, you know what? You need to have faith. You need to believe from studying God's word, God said he will do it and you need to bank on it. Don't doubt, folks. Doubt is a cancer. Doubt kills. Doubt destroys. Doubt weakens. And that's why you can't doubt. There's no room. So you need that shield of faith to know that whatever I'm faced with in life, I could put that shield up. Guess what? I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Amen. Amen. What, you know what? In, in war, you put the shield up when somebody shoots something at you, it deflects it off, right? So when folks lie at you, you just boom, boom. Folks stab you in the back, here come that backstabber, you put that shield up. That's what it's for. The helmet of salvation. Put on the helmet of salvation by believing that Jesus Christ died for your sins and rose again. Amen. Amen. Did he not? Yes. yes, he did. And you need to wear that helmet of salvation. You need it. You need that reinforcement that, man, the God that I serve, the God that I believe in, let me tell you of his power. He raised the dead. Amen. He raised the dead. And he raised not only Jesus, but he raised me spiritually from the dead. When I went down into the water of grave of baptism, I was a nasty, filthy, low-down scoundrel sinner. But guess what? I came up a new creature. Y'all smiling and laughing. Talking about, boy, you were real. I'm talking about you too. <laughs> but look at what he did when we rose up and came up. And Paul put it, if any man be in Christ, he's what? New creature. Old things are passed away and all things become what? Pre-certified. Used. No, he said new. New. You know, you ever been on a car lot? Boy, you know what get folks more than anything? That new car smell. Yeah. Boy, you open that door and you say, boy. And you'll go spend $20,000, $30,000 on a smell. <laughs> that new car smell gets you, man. It gets you. But you know what? When we came up out of the water grave of baptism, we sent up a, 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 a savor, a smell that nothing in this life can match. We went down with the stench of death, but we came up in a newness of life. Boy, we need to wear that helmet of salvation. Amen. Amen. The breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness is being honest, good, humble, and fair to others. 
It means standing up for weaker, weaker people. Amen. Are you dressed right this morning? Huh? Oh, better check yourself. Because, see, you can't wear that breastplate unless you're doing it. Amen? Amen. That, that, that means we even got to pray for our president. Amen? Amen. Amen. That means we even got to pray for him and others of his base that we know that are not fair and right. Amen. Amen. I mean, think about your, think about your alternative choice. Go to hell with him. That's it. You can rise above or you can go below with him. I say, man, put on that breastplate of righteousness and live godly, live right. The belt of truth. Mm. Truth keeps us from giving in to the world's beliefs. Compare your beliefs and actions to the truth of the word of God. There's a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. Don't lean to what you feel and what you think and what people say. Trust in the word of God. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. That's our food, folks. That's our standard. That's what we need to be measuring ourselves up to. Every idle word that man shall speak, he should give an account for it. Amen? Amen. So think about that. Say the right things. Say the things that are kind, that are honest, that are just, that are for building up. Not for tearing down because you're going to give an account for what you say one day. Every idle word. Amen? Amen? Oh, man. The sword of the spirit. You know, back in the day, guys used to carry what they call a case. Pocket knife. Some of you brother remember that? A case. Some carried what they call a bolo. Uh, yeah, y'all sit in that like y'all don't know nothing. Yeah. Cut you in a minute, man. Cut you. Oh, I know about it. Got stabbed by one. But man, God ain't interested in that. God is interested in the sword of the spirit. Which is what? The word of God. Man, if you want to do some cutting up, you use the word of God. You ain't got to pull out no bolo. You ain't got to pull out no case. You use the word of God. Peter had to find that out. Peter had to learn that. Peter was ready. Peter wasn't joking when he said, everybody else might forsake you. I got you. I got you. Matter of fact, watch this. Whack up. Jesus said, no, man. No, 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 no. That's not the way I do business. You live by the sword, you're going to die by it. So the sword that the Lord is interested in is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. God's word is our offense. It's our offensive weapon. When we tell others what the Bible says the Holy Spirit helps people to see their bad thoughts and actions and make them want to be forgiven if their heart is truly right. Because some folks don't want to go to heaven. Some folks don't want to go to heaven. Some folks will tell you, when I die, I know I'm going to hell. 
And they have no intentions on ever repenting. And that's why they're so mean-spirited. That's why they're so evil. Because they don't. And it's not that they don't believe in God. They just don't care. But you know what? We can't allow that to rattle our faith. We still got to speak the truth. We still got to use God's word. I've thought about, I said in the near future, we're going to start doing some exercises on responding to people questions. You know what? We used to be a people in the church of Christ. When somebody asked us a question, we would say, well, according to the Bible, according to Luke chapter this or Matthew this, we used to just respond with scripture. But see, even in the church now, folks start rattling and talking about everything except the scripture. Well, you know, the way I look at it, nobody asks you how you look at it. Nobody asks you what you thought. That's why we have the Bible. Give an answer from the Bible. And you know, that used to burn some people up. When every time they would ask you something, you would say, well, the Bible says, if I would say, why you always got to quote the Bible? Why not? Man should not live by what? Now when a person get upset because you always give a Bible answer, that tells you something ain't right in them. But that's what, that's the only thing we got to stand on, folks. That's the only thing that saves. That is the only truth we have. So, keep that sword of the Spirit. So that we may be able to give an answer and stand firm on truth. Amen? Amen. Our feet should be prepared with the gospel of peace. The gospel of peace is being right with God and being contented in troubled times. Jesus said peacemakers were blessed. Blessed are the peacemakers. Amen? Amen. Over there in the Beatitudes, Matthew 5. That's our job, folks. Now, it, it may stir up people when we tell them the truth, but that's only offensive to them. Amen. We are at peace with God when we stand on the truth and tell the truth. And that's who we are seeking to please, folks. God. Let me ask you, are you dressed right today? Uh, Anybody need to make any adjustments? Don't be embarrassed if you need to make some adjustments or whatever. When you put on your clothes, you, you make adjustments. That's why you look in the mirror, right? You don't just get dressed and just leave out and looking towel crooked and dress, you know, all crooked and button up the wrong way and everything. Folks will look at you like, man, where you, where you running from? You running from somebody's house you ain't have no business? No. It's good to make some adjustments. And thank God it give you time to make adjustments. Amen. Amen. So when you look at all of this, Paul outlines in, in, in the book here in Ephesians, he said, man, finally, brother, be strong in the Lord. Put on the right outfit. Because you're going to be tested. You're going to be tried. Matter of fact, I like when John writes back there in the uh, Revelation letter where he records and talking about some of you are going to be thrown in prison. 
Not because you did anything wrong. You just simply stood for the truth. That's why you got to be strong in the Lord. Because if you're not strong in the Lord, folks are going to accuse you of things. And sometimes you're either going to be charged. Sometimes you might even get fired from your job for something you didn't do. You can't sit and cry and just cry and just cry. Man, you got to get up. You got to get up. You got to brush yourself off. You got to dust yourself off. You got to get up and keep trusting and believing in God. Everything in life isn't always going to be a bed of roses. You're going to suffer. You're going to go through some difficult times. People are going to lie on you. Just always remember, what did they do to Jesus? And all of the good that he did to mankind, his reward was crucify him. Crucify him. Old Pilate said, I found nothing wrong that he'd done, deserving. These folks said, we don't want to hear that, man. Crucify him. Kill him. And if you're saying, I'm a Christian, and I am a disciple of Christ, and my ways adapt to the ways of Christ, and my, my mentality adapts to the mentality of Christ, and you think people are not going to hate you? Amen. You expect everybody to just love you because you say, I'm a Christian? Folks, Christian folks, I heard a comedian say the other night, it was a matter of, it was Sinbad. And it was funny what he said, but it was true. He said, do you not know God's people are some of the most fighting people in the world? He said, really? From the Old Testament to the New, you got to fight. You got to fight. Fight, fight, fight. God always led the people in battles, in battles, in battles. He said, then even in the New Testament, you know what? Look at what you got to put on. Why are you putting on this armor? Because you're going to battle. You got to fight. What are you fighting against? Evil, wickedness, principalities. Man, God's people are just fighting people. But you know what? You got to fight it the way the Lord said fight it. And he said nothing about getting an AR-15, a Uzi, 9mm. He ain't said nothing about that. You got to fight this battle the way the Lord's about. You got to fight it with faith, folks. Faith. Faith. The just shall live by faith. Is that all right? And you know what? We, it's important for us to dress right and put on the whole armor because we still got a mission to do, folks. Just like how the virus. Man, what if the gospel spread like the virus spread? Wouldn't it be something? Man, what if the virus Oh, I mean, what if the gospel could spread like the virus went throughout the whole world? Man, we could change people's lives. That would, be, that would be people whose lives would have been changed so quickly and so many. But you know what? We still got a mission. We got a mission. Just like the virus is a world problem, sin is a world problem. Sin is a world problem. And the only antidote to sin it's the gospel. It's the gospel. And that's why we are told to go ye into all the world. Not just part of the world, but into all the world. To preach this good news. To preach, to take this vaccine. 
to help cure those who are lost, the downtrodden, the hopeless, to, to take a message to those who are just willing to give up, who've given themselves over to idolatry, fornication, who have just given themselves over to all the sins and the principalities of the wickedness of this world, we need to take the gospel vaccine into all the world. Because there are souls that need to be saved. So folks, in order for us to be prepared to take this gospel throughout the world, we got to make sure we're dressed right. Because there are, there are some evil people out there. There are some evil people out there. Amen? Amen. The Bible said we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but we wrestle with what? Huh? But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. The rulers of the darkness. Some evil, some sick people out here. They don't love God. They don't care about Jesus. And they'll hate you just as much for bringing it up. So the Bible said before you go out there meddling. You better make sure you dress right. Because they'll hurt you. I always think about old Demas. Paul said. Demas is not with me anymore Jeff. He said. Because he loved the cares of this world. Demas departed. Demas went back to the world. Man, that, that holy living and, and sacrificing and presenting your body a living sacrifice unto the Lord. You know what? Demas said, uh-uh, uh-uh, got to go. Just imagine, folks, Demas walked with an apostle. He, 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 he was right there with him. Serving and working with them, and Demas said, mm -mm. You know what? Sometimes folks in the church are like that. Satan, Satan will wear on them so hard and so heavy. And then sometimes your spouse just add to it. Sometimes your spouse talk like Job's wife. Man, just curse God and get it over with. And folks said, Man, maybe it'll just get better if I quit coming to church. Maybe it'll get better if I just isolate myself and just mind my business and stay off to myself. That's what the devil wants you to do. Divide and conquer. But let me tell you something, folks. God designed this thing for you to be helped. God gave you this family for a reason. And you need to understand, guess what? It works. It works. But you got to keep your faith and your focus in the right place. Keep it out of the world. And you got to keep it in Christ. You, when, when it seems like everything is falling apart and what, you know what? That's, that's when you just buckle down tighter and just say, Lord, I'm riding with you. I'm riding with you. Because how are you going to develop a stronger faith if you never go through anything? Huh? You got to go through something. Don't be afraid. 
Remember what Jesus said over in Matthew 28. One of the greatest promises I always remember. He said, I never leave you nor forsake you. Can he lie? Can he lie? No. No, he cannot. Well, folks, if he cannot lie, do you believe it? He said, I never leave you nor forsake you. He never said he wasn't going to allow you to go through some rough times. But even in your rough times, guess what? He's there for you. He's there for me. Amen. Hold on. Amen? Amen? Hold on. Don't give up. Where you going? Where you going to go? Who you going to run to? The devil? You going to believe the lie he's telling you that? Oh, I, I got something better out there. No, the devil only has death. He only has death. He may add some glitter to it and some bright lights, but in the end, it's death. And Jesus, there's life. Amen? Amen. Check, your, check your wardrobe this morning. Are you dressed right? Are you dressed okay? Because it is warfare. And don't be discouraged because trying times arise. Man, life is about challenges. Life is about one headache after another. Just ride it out. Because one day you're going to cross the finish line. And you know what that finish line is. You're going to breathe your last breath. But you know what? That's just the beginning of eternity. Of a job well done. Amen? Amen? Folks, you got to get your mind trained right. Folks afraid to worship God. Folks want to substitute and offer God stuff that we preached about and been talking about forever and a day in the church. That No, you can't do that. That's not scripture. That's not, and folks going to that. No, folks. The Bible is still right. The word of God is still right. And if we're going to please God, we got to worship him and serve him the way it is written. Amen? Amen. We can't live in fear. We can't live in fear. We got to understand. Just as Jesus was buried and he rose on the third day. And he sits right now at the right hand of God with all power. Think about that. Jesus said Matthew 28, 18. All power is given unto me. Where? In heaven and in earth. All power. All power. All power. All. All. Listen. listen. All. All. So that simply means whatever the Lord would have for me, no one, nothing can stop him from giving it to me. Doing it for me. Providing a way for me. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Man, you don't understand what you have at your disposal when you believe and trust in the Lord. Amen. Just as Jesus was put to death, we put the old man to death by 
making that confession in Christ. Repenting. Turning away from the way we thought was right. And following the path that we know is right. Being buried with him in baptism. To be resurrected to a new life. That's the gospel folks. That's what it's all about. Doing better. Being saved. And being an ambassador. Of the Lord. Amen. You're here today and you haven't put the Lord on in baptism. You haven't surrendered your will to Christ. Today would be a great day. Today would be a great day. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We know, we know his promises are true. And we know there's nothing too big that he can't handle and overcome. In our lives. For us who are members. Have you checked yourself out? Are you dressed accordingly? Uh, is there a need for some, some, some adjustments? Make them. Maybe your adjustment is. Hey I just need some prayer for courage. I just need to be strong. I just need to stop worrying about what. I think people are saying. Or I think what people might be thinking. Man forget. People, get God on your mind and serve God. And when you serve God right, you're not going to do anybody else wrong. Because you can't please God by doing wrong to somebody else. Get God in the forefront of your mind. Love him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. That's the greatest commandment, Amen. And you know what? If you do that, you ain't got to worry about how you're doing other people. When you do right by God, you do right by everybody else. Get yourself right today. Whatever you need, make it known unto God. And guess what? Look at what God has provided today. Sisters and brothers around you that can pray with you and for you. What a blessing. And you know why that's so powerful? Because James said the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. The word is true. The question is, are you going to take advantage of it? Amen? God's word is true. So I encourage you at this time as we prepare. What's our